0: Welcome back to Lilith's Left Hand Podcast with your co host here, Jessica and Emma. Hey, Emma. Hey, how are you? I'm doing, I'm actually doing pretty good today. Good. It's really sunny and um, big changes and, you know, nice. when big changes happen, they're hard. Yeah. But, but they can also be work, good. Right. Kind of depends on how much you surrender to the stuff that's happening to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so I got a little bit of water in my life there to <laughs> surrender a little bit to like the weird changes in my life. And so I'm good. Um, how you been?
1: I'm very well. Um, it's annual leave time. It's the Easter holiday. So two weeks off work always makes me very happy anyway. The benefits of working in a school, I must say. Yeah. I feel ready for it as well, you know. I felt like I've worked so hard, not just at my actual work, but I just feel ready for it. And I always feel that, you know, I need the first week off just to recover from work. And then the second week you can kind of, you know, relax and do all the things you like to do. I think it's really
0: important to have some sort of, like, spring thing happening yeah
1: you know oh yeah enjoy the season a little bit you know it's a nice time to get outside yeah and it's like your reset Uh uh-huh. you
0: know a time for like we can start new things and like we've been packing away the old stuff in the winter and like now it's time to wake up again and it's nice like the two weeks you have that week to yeah. like breathe and so it's like slowly yeah and it's nice
1: because I've been doing a bit of spring cleaning which you know it's not really enjoyable cleaning but I like a good spring clean I like to ritualize it so there's washes and you know bundles being made to smoke and cleanse so it's all good all good it's nice having that time to just dedicate it to that you know Yeah, and renewing your space like energetically, like
0: getting some of that stuff that was stuck in there out, like just remind, it it makes me laugh because, you know, a lot of people equate witches with brooms and I'm like, yeah, lots of spring broom needs (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just like for air for, you know what I mean? So we have a huge topic that we're just going to touch on today. We could have 500 episodes. (laughs) about this but we're just going to talk about it um a little bit today do you want to introduce introduce our topic
1: introduce our topic I do (laughs) well today we're going to talk about the elements you know because I've always felt they're a massive part of not just witchcraft but you know they've been a massive part of the whole western esoteric spiritual magical um just it all, you know, and not even just Western. I think, yeah, you exactly. know, the elements span all um, cultures um, and traditions. And like like you were saying, Jessica, it's a massive, massive topic. But, you know, we're just going to talk a little bit about it today because, uh, and you know what, I actually really like the historical side of it.
0: Well, it's a great topic because if you kind of Say so you're starting to get into, I don't know, well, anything, occult, <laughs> spirituality, like a million different things. The elements are really important, and so sometimes you know you'll want to represent the elements, but you don't actually know why you're doing it, or you haven't really thought about it yet. And so this is a good time for us to just talk about. Yeah. I mean, how many do times do you get a, like
1: a beginner book in? Well, for me, it was obviously witchcraft book. Like you say, it can be any kind of practice. But you get a beginner book and, you know, it tells you to set up your space and for, you know, witchcraft it's the Uralta, um, And, you know, many books will tell you to have representations of the elements on there. And you kind of go along with it because it's in the book and it's kind of common practice. And, you know, you read articles online, like witchcraft articles. And, you know, even when they're not about the elements, you'll often have references to the elements. So they're always a part of it. So you have them there but for me personally and I think for many people at first you're kind of unsure why (laughs) they're there like and in that position
0: yeah it's so cool because I think that then some people somehow like you know you know you know you need all those elements um and then what, for whatever reason, they'll get into tarot, and then it starts like <laughs> you learning about tarot cards. <laughs> yeah, it helps teach you about the elements so much mm-hmm. that I think is really helpful for a lot of of a lot of people as like a kind of a beginner foray into why elements. And like when you really start messing around and looking at that whole thing, like. There are entire podcasts dedicated to, that are really good, yeah. dedicated to tarot. And they talk about elements so much. And I I encourage everybody to do that too. If you're into tarot, it's a really helpful way to learn more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, at least in my experience, it was. Um, I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I think if you have like, if you get a, a good understanding, or at least if you get it straight in your own mind, I think, so that you understand the elements and what they mean to you. I think it can have such massive implications for your own practice, whatever that is.
0: Yeah, and then it could happen in so many different ways. Yeah. You could even watch, uh, oh my God, what is that Disney movie
1: with Anna and Elsa?
0: Oh, shoot.
1: Oh, uh, Frozen.
0: Yeah, so Frozen 2 (laughs) is all about (laughs) her. I know it's about it's about elements it is and you're like what what is happening in this Disney movie and it's all about elements Uh and her finding her elements and her finding herself through finding the elements and you're like that's actually how it works (laughs) I know it sounds embarrassing but I went to that movie with my kids because I have three little girls and I was like holy shit you guys this is just telling people to learn about their elements.
1: Well, you see, to
0: find yourself. I have two oh.
1: grown-up sons now, so I haven't seen any <laughs> new animated film for, like ever. <laughs> uh, so, so how did elements. you get into elements, then, Jessica? Like, what was your in? What drew you in?
0: I um. Kind of like what you were saying, I would set up an altar, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you gotta represent all the elements on there. And so what I did was, um, I don't know, I prayed <laughs> to figure out how I was gonna do this. And so, um, like, what this meant to me. And I would, I, I just spent a lot of time meditating on it. And then I spent a lot of time dedicating to each element, like, actual time. Yeah. So um, I was also learning tarot at the time and, and um, that for me was that helped kind of solidify and also astrology is ho- also helpful for like learning about en- elemental energies. So like what are all these awesome benefits of this energy that you can work with? right yeah and what if what happens if you're working too much with one particular energy what happens if you need a little bit more it kind of reminds me of like different uh like for example ayurvedic medicine there's three different ways that you can they can treat like there's four different types of people Mm -hmm. right and some of them are more earth and some of them are more fire and some of them are more water. And so depending on which one you are, you can get a little too much fire and, 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 or, uh, you know, and, and so I think that that is a really cool um, example of how people work with elements in their own bodies or for their own practice and maybe seeing in your life where you have a little bit more of one thing than another. So like I have had a lot of for me, going back to the original question, I had all of this emotion stuff going on. And I would be like, what? And then I learned how to call in other energies to help like calm that down a little bit. And that's really what got me, that's really what got me into elemental work was the fact that if I I offset one thing with another thing, that it helped me feel a lot better. Yeah. Sorry, that was a long-winded no, answer. I liked
1: it. <laughs> and I liked it because it's almost like the opposite of mine. Like, it started the same way. So, you know, beginner Emma, little teenage Emma with a little secret in a bedroom. Um, you know, as you do when you're a little teenager. Um, and, you know, you read books and, you know, you hear all these references to the elements, but you think... What does it even fucking mean in my actual, um, so for a long time, it, I kind of felt like disconnected from the elements because it didn't really mean anything to me other than what it said in this random book by this random person, you know, um, totally. And that's no disrespect to the book or the person. It was actually a very good book. Can't remember what the time.
0: No, it's our own perceptions, yeah, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. like, you just didn't get to that. So Yeah.
1: You know, um, so for a long time, I didn't really work with the elements in a kind of intentional way. I suppose they always crept in because they always do because it's the elements, you know. So they're always there in whatever you're doing. Um, for me, it was witchcraft practice and OBM and what have you. So it was always there, but um, not necessarily intentional. But then I really got interested in the classical, um, you know the classical associations of the elements, um, which then led me to kind of, you know, like the philosophers, like um, Plato, you know, and his writings on it. And then, you know, you go down that rabbit hole, um, which is really quite interesting. And then it began to make sense to me, you know, so in a very practical way. So, for example, um in ritual, for example, when calling in the elements, it it was done in a very practical way. But also, I don't know, it just made more sense because I understood them in my mind a little bit more. You know? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, that goes for so many of the things that I've done in my life where you read something and you're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But then all this, like, until, but but what do you intellectually, do Intellectually, <laughs> I know that it's yeah. it's available, but, it's, it's but like, what does that, that even mean? Them, right?
1: Yeah, in the media totally. way.
0: Unless it can, unless you can, and so sometimes it just takes. That's what I think. Reading is so important, and and writing and other people making sure that they are writing is so important because it just takes one person's like. Explanation or perspective to turn that switch yeah. on. Yeah, there's no. Being like, something what, you know to
1: feel. Yes, and there's no one yeah. single right answer. I think different approaches work for different people. For me, it was, you know, and I've written courses um, about it you know, I've got a course on elemental magic and I talk about the classical associations, but also how then you also have to kind of make them practical to you in your real kind of mundane world. So, for example, for me, um, the classical cardinal directions, for example, so earth being in the north, fire in the south. For me, east is air and west is water. For me, that makes perfect sense in my mind. If I'm me using too. the classical associations you know because if you've got earth you know if you're building the universe which is actually what the elements do right
0: that is what yeah i'm like just as a side note the elements are what created the universe we are working with the elements that make up that which is us. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> that which is everything. Yeah. Exactly. And so <laughs> for me, it makes perfect sense to me. Then the earth has to come first because you know it is the building block. Like it is the clay. If you want, you know, the clay of of life it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, and I just want to say in here because I I think about this and I've worked with a lot of people on calling in different elements and it's just like in in different um sessions of you know helping call Mm -hmm. something in and there are a lot of people that have a hard time with grounding and then they want to talk about what other elements could you do first and I like grounding first also always yeah because we're not just grounding to the earth Mm -hmm. like we are the earth we're grounding into ourselves yes you see like so like you're the tree. Yeah. <laughs> you are the axis mundi. You are the tree. Yeah. So if you're not grounded into yourself, like ground being grounded into yourself is really gonna help you move through all the other stuff. So I know that you can do it and there's no wrong yeah. way or right way, but I always prefer to start with earth as yeah. well for that. And so for me, it makes reason.
1: perfect sense then that earth comes first. And so you place earth in the north, you know, at the top, so to speak, Um and then, Nothing exists without its opposite, so it makes perfect sense that fire comes next, right? Because it's the opposite of earth. If, if earth is our is if earth is and it's the most mundane of the elements, the most physical, then fire is the least physical. You know. If we consider the other two elements and when i'm talking about physicality i'm obviously talking in relation to us as well you know um fire is the one we have the least control over right um Mm -hmm. and then you have earth and um sorry you have air in the east and water in the west and they are kind of like balancing forces between these two polar opposites that are fire and earth You know, and then the universe is a whole mixation of each of the elements in various measures and so forth and all of that. So to me, that makes perfect sense in my mind. And so when I then apply that to ritual, you know, it's the calling in of the elements. It affects that. And um, sometimes I like a massive setup. But what I sometimes really like to do as well. And again, it goes back to reminding us that we are. Yeah, because it's Monday. I like to do a kind of little visualisation, I guess, where you kind of um, just recognise all of the elements within yourself. So, obviously, earth is our body. And then we have water, which is obviously the fluids, the amniotic fluid of birth. It is blood. It is all of that stuff. You've got air, which is, you know, um, we need air to breathe. We need air to hear because it carries, you know, the sounds to our ears and sound waves and all of that kind of stuff. And then you've got fire, which is the animating spark. So for me, that's quite a powerful one to do. I quite like to do. Oh,
0: I I love that. Yeah. I call things in in a different order, but I do see the directions the same way Mm -hmm. as you do. But I also want to just as a caveat, obviously if other people see the directions in different ways and they call them in from other Mm -hmm. directions, like I know that some people do not like... er um I think of fire as south but other other cultures do not and I think that all of it's right yeah because it's whatever it is you're calling in from the direction that you're calling it in yeah and you know what in my in
1: my course actually I discussed that because you know if the classical associations just don't do it for you and for many people they don't um Another way I like to do it is to entrench it in the land where you live. So for me, if you have a massive body of water, like a lake or, you know, or the ocean is to the north of where you live, it might make sense to put water in the north because that has some actual physical meaning to you. So, you know, there's no right or wrong answer to where the elements are. I guess it just what makes sense for you. Which is funny, because
0: I think that's kind of why I always think of water as the second mm-hmm. element for calling people, for calling an end, because it is the thing that reminds you to go with, to allow yourself to have intuition, yeah. right? And so I think sometimes when we're doing practices, we can go like, oh, am I doing this right? Mm-hmm. And it's good to have the that yeah. recognition of like yeah it's right if I yeah. whatever like, I'm doing is there's right.
1: no set order either like there's many times I might yep. mix it up depending on how I feel sometimes I call them independent going from their most mundane to the to the least mundane so it'd be from if I was doing that it'd be earth water air then fire if I'm doing it for a particular purpose I might call them in a different way again so you know.
0: Right for rituals, yeah. I sometimes would invoke yeah. an ener like an element for that yes. particular particular ritual, and that way you would invoke things yeah. in a different way. Um, and so this isn't I. So I just want to touch on it. We're not going to actually tell people how to do <laughs> that here, because but you could totally look it up and it's super easy. I mean, there's lots of different ways you could see how other people do it and then learn it your own way, right? So it's important to remember to.
1: I just think it's important to experiment and explore. Yeah, let yourself do it. It's how we learn.
0: (laughs) And it's okay to do things differently and see how you feel. So I think that the most important thing to remember when doing it is like you're calling in a universal creative energy for your, like you're attempting to attune to tune yourself to that energy so that you can feel it, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not just um, working with yourself. We are made up of all of these things and we're like trying to pinpoint one of those things. You know, does that make sense? We're trying to get to that one spot in the Venn diagram (laughs) (laughs) where it's us and water, right? And I I like that. It's good to remember we're working together yes
1: yeah and you know going back to the historical because I'm a bit of a nerd about that kind of stuff so you know it you can apply that to modern day working so in in your witchcraft practice or whatever you do um for me it's always witchcraft and no you know um and again I guess it kind of highlights the fact that the elements do span cultures and cross cultures that I can you know, um, but I quite like to um, use. So, one of my favorite books to read, and it is free. You can read it online for free if you go to like the sacred texts or something like that. Is um, Agrippa's occult philosophy of natural magic? I love those books. Mm-hmm. Like, they explain the elements and how they relate to magic, brilliantly. And I think if you can get past the oldie-worldy oldie kind of language of it, um, it, ma- it makes perfect sense, sense to me, you know. And so I, he talks about in there like um, the, the characteristics or the qualities of elements. So, for example, fire is hot and dry, um, water is cold and obviously wet, um, earth is dry and cold, and fire is wet and hot so uh, dry and hot sorry so you know (laughs) um so it's just one way that you can kind of take those historical kind of old ideas and apply them to modern day magic and workings you know um and it's the same with the geometric shape of them so again it goes back to plato in some of his writings i think it's I want to pronounce this right, but I'm probably butchering it. Um, Timaeus. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, people. (laughs) I'm going going with it. So, um, where he talks about them, you know, the minute particles of the elements having geometric shapes. And again, all pronunciations, if wrong, Oh my error so for example fire for example um is the shape uh tetrahedron does that sound about right yeah um and so on and so forth and so you can use those you know i like to use those when i'm doing sigils for example they're good ways again that you can kind of take those ancient ideas because i think we're so quick to kind of dismiss those learnings today um instead of kind of taking the time to explore how they might relate to our modern day lives. Um, And I think that's really something that's good to explore with the elements, you know. And I think that exploration is what kind of lets you grow in your own path.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it, and it, and I think that ha- if we were able to have texts from other things, like and from other places from centuries and centuries ago, we would get all of that same yes. information. I mean, a lot of cultures were all of this information was passed down by you know oral tradition, yes. and so so it's not like Plato is the first, no. yeah, right? Exactly. Exactly. So we are just looking at all of this kind of. Ancient yeah. knowledge to help and, us you know, on our path and
1: knowing that everybody. Uh, Jessica, look yeah. at my beautiful book. People at home won't be able to see, but I have a beautiful book on Chinese astrology that is like bound in the old, like traditional way. And um, it's really good. And it talks about the elements in Chinese astrology or the five phases. So, you know, obviously in, in the Greek, what we've just been looking at, the traditional Greek or Western esoteric traditions, we're used to the four four elements, you know, or five if you, you know, some people add spirit or the universe or what have you. Yeah, either. yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. So in Chinese astrology, or at least according to this book, <laughs> um, the the five phases or elements are wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. So, and I think there's something um, in, and I could be wrong again if my memory, you know, um, going back to something I think I read a long time ago. I think the same might be true in Norse mythology as well, where there are more. So I think ice might be an element in, in... norse mythology i'm not sure i'd have to double check but i'm sure i've read or came across that information somewhere but you know it's i think it's important to recognize those differences across cultures but at the same time recognize that the elements are something that do span cultures you know
0: i love it It all of a sudden was just making me (laughs) it was just like yes everyone that's ever watched avatar no remembers because there's like the you know there's the earth people and the fire nation and the, <laughs> you know and um i so it reminds me of that it's like we are given all of this information constantly and in, in ways like i just said like in yeah. cartoons or in books or in this or in that and and it so it is like built into our society into yeah. ourselves into into our... we know
1: that they're important yeah. that they are special absolutely and Oh, wow. Well, you know, you can see the same <laughs> if we look at gods and deities and, and spirits, you know, if you look yeah. into the folklore of all those things or the associations or, you know, um, and I guess it, what I like about all of this shit is that it doesn't matter whether you actually believe in the literal translations, you know, if you actually believe in the literal deity that you worship or whether it's you know because for many people they represent different things for some people it is a literal god a literal being for others it's more an archetype or an idea or an energy you know so um and i like that the elements can kind of be adapted to whatever it is you kind of believe i suppose but folklore is my jam i love folklore and if you look at like lots of the stories surrounding gods, spirits and deities from lots of different cultures. Lots of them are actual representations of the elements, you know. Um, So, for example, in Obia, you know, we do a lot of work with spirit work, um, with spirits. And, you know, I don't know if people are familiar with the term duppy, but a duppy is a type of spirit. And one such um, well-known duppy in Jamaica is the River Mummer. So she often appears as a, as a mermaid to kind of, she's not necessarily a trickster, but she kind of tests people's morality and ethics, so to speak. So if you pass her test, you go on to receive riches. If you fail her test, then you die, um, <laughs> you know. Um, but she's a water spirit. And so in that same way, if we look at some of, you know, for, for example, who is associated with uh, thunder and, and, you know, we associate lots of deities and spirits with, with elements, with things that we can kind of, not, they might not be directly related to that element, but then we can draw those links to them, you know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And all religions like and so when people are working with the elements, it's so easy for them to draw on their like if they have one, a cultural um, representation of that energy and to call that to them. So like Pachamama, if you want to work with the earth or I don't know, Mm Yamaya, if you want to work with water or, you know, I love that we all and, and that's another just proof that the elements are so absolutely important for everyone to try and not everyone, whatever, (laughs) but if you want to be, if you want to live with (laughs) the universe in a spiritual or spirit energetic kind of way, like, which I think living in in an animistic perspective puts you in this place, right. then, working with the elements is like a natural step
1: yeah for for me it's it's part of the work with the genius loci you know um in my own landscape and it goes back to what i was saying about a lot of the time people it makes more sense to base your understanding of the elements on your actual relationship with those elements in the real world and you know so for example where i live you know I can be in the woods within a 10 minute walk. And for me, the woods is very earthy. The woods is earth. Or I can be, if I go 10 minutes in the other direction, I can be by the river. You know, there's lots of different ways where you can then begin to interact in those places with those spirits, you know? Yeah.
0: And so we have all of these resources to uh, to help us these bridges that's what it feels like to me that these um deities and spirit energies that have been um kind of like stood the test of time and passed down culturally through generations and uh, you know are bridges to to get to
1: know them yeah well th- for me this is the crux of it so i always say like i'm a massive book nerd and i am but you know the All of that information that you get from books, all of that knowledge is important, as is the knowledge that you get from your experiences. But when you combine the two, you know, that's when you really start to think about things with um, more intent, I think. You know, So you read some ideas in a book, you then can kind of draw on your own practical experiences and you might think, well, actually, that's not true for me. So I'm just going to leave that there. But however, I like this bit. So perhaps I can incorporate this into this part of my practice. And so then you really then begin to grow and learn. Um, and for me, that's really, you know, if we look at what the elements are, they're the building blocks. Really, that's what they can be for your practice as well, whatever that looks like.
0: Yeah, I love it. It reminds me of, I think sometimes I've heard people talk about working with the elements as if you are like controlling mm-hmm. the elements. And I am not a fan of that perspective. Uh, I am a fan of of working alongside or with, it kind of like reminds me of the difference between, like, they're like, if you have a bunch of legos you're putting them together to build something um and so working together with the elements i think is a really nice way and so what you were describing is like at least it seems that you know if working with the water deity works for you great if looking at this old ancient text about how to see this geometric design works for you great all of those you know you can get that into your practice somehow. And there's a lot of different bridges or paths to get. Yeah. And then we can build. Yeah.
1: I think one of the things that like all of my years in witchcraft have taught me is that really, you know, sometimes different methods, different things will work in different situations. You know, the same thing isn't always going to work. And so really witchcraft is about building your toolkit, your practical toolkit but also yes. your you know the theory side of it all as well and it's okay so you know and I think this is one of the problems when we, people read books and they just take it for what it says without really exploring it and what it means because for example if you've got a book that says on this moon phase do this working well actually it might be a different moon phase and it might be a bit of an emergency or you feel like you need to do it rather quickly and you haven't got time to wait and so you know if you don't have uh, a wide range of experiences to draw on, as well as the theory side of it, then you kind of end up stuck in a rut. And I think when people get like that, they can often, I don't know, it's just, I don't know, you can feel a bit frustrated, yeah, when you get a bit stuck in a rut. Um, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, which is so
0: funny because when I find myself stuck in ruts, I usually call on different elemental energies, like, and do rituals for that, yeah. you know, because there are energies that really help for different but, problems. Just yeah, like we but that about, comes
1: from your experience, right?
0: Totally. And your understanding yep. so that you've developed
1: through your experiences with working. both.
0: The best thing I could do is actually
1: having yeah. done it. And it goes back to what we always say about the importance of having a practice. You know, if, you know, and I think an elemental practice, if you don't know, if you're not quite sure what you believe yet, and I think many people when they they're new on their path, and even when you've been on it for a bit, and you just start to question stuff. I think if you're going through any of those, then just reducing your practice back down to the basics, back down to an elemental path to working with the elements can be a good way of navigating um, those issues that you face, you know
0: yeah because i think a lot of us sometimes forget what we're doing or Mm -hmm. who we are we're just like living you know like we gotta put one foot in front of the other for many people just
1: surviving (laughs)
0: yeah and then you're like oh no what was my focus what what am i trying to accomplish um and that and uh, like we take in so much information Mm -hmm. And we are just trying to live, and then sometimes we can get really bombarded. um, And working with the elements is bringing you back to yourself. Sometimes (laughs) I listen to the words come out of my mouth, and I just laugh and laugh at the kind of person that I sound like now. But it's the truth. I mean, we are calling parts of ourselves back so that we can get more into the truth mm-hmm. of ourselves and who we are and what it is that we want versus what we're giving away to creation to somebody else's yeah, creation well, like, I that think that's, that's really
1: true for today where you know we've got 24 hour drip feeds of news and it's always like doom and gloom so we all we are all aware always. of the very many and awful issues that face the world, both humans, nature, politics, the whole lot, you know, it's all a shit show, right? Um, and, And we're all very aware of that because we've all got 24 hour news. And even when we're not actively watching news channels, we're all on social media or we're all talking about it or we're all, do you know what I mean? So
0: it reminds me of yesterday I was at the farm store and I was picking something up and I was just walking by this guy who was talking to this woman with this adorable (laughs) poodle like a tiny poodle (laughs) with a really hilarious poodle haircut like even the balls on the legs but that was (laughs) so the man said to this woman he said you know the world is just so shitty now everyone hates everyone um and uh And she said, well, I don't know you and I'm sitting here, standing here talking to you and we're having a good time. And it made me so happy because if you turn on the news, then, you know, the world is a shit show like you were just saying. But maybe it doesn't have to be a shit show. If you could, do yeah. you see what I mean? I, Bring I it back might, yourself uh, and do but it like the then. problem
1: is that many people, especially the kind of people I know, they're just struggling to survive. So that kind of attitude, when people say that to them, it makes them want to fucking throat punch them a lot of the time, you know. What part? When you are... And I get that that lady was being lovely and kind. But when I think you are struggling to survive, like literally struggling. So, yes, the world is a shit show. So you hear about all these things in all of these different parts of the world. But then when you get home and you've got to choose between um, whether you can heat your home or feed your family or, you know, you're working really long hours in a shitty job and you're still struggling to make it, you know, because a lot of people are going through that. And then when someone will say, oh, well, you know, like... Well, now he was talking
0: about how everyone yeah. now is a piece of shit. It does and make you want to throat punch people when and it's like that. Because
1: frees. when you're in it, like I say, you're stuck in it and you don't know how to get out of it, which is why I always say to people even if you take the time to do an elemental meditation or just to stand outside with your feet in the dirt or on the grass or even on the concrete, you know, if you haven't got a garden, you know, or to do. I don't know a, a sun salutation I always think it gives you space to kind of even if it's just a breather you know
0: yeah for sure I think it's better than sitting around thinking that everyone is out against you and you're everyone's a piece of shit to sit for 10 minutes and be like oh the earth is great and here I am and this is all well, I can do instead of focusing on the fact that everyone now's piece of shit when in fact I've been out a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, I mean, week, the truth is and, people, not
1: everybody no is a, a piece thing. of shit. But I think sometimes yeah, when like, the pressures dude. of just surviving, you know, I think it goes back to we talk about having yeah. a practice. And I think sometimes when people are in that place where it's a struggle to just do the basics of surviving, it's hard to kind of think about having a practice and I think when you're yeah. in that space it felt more political yeah. to me
0: than that I felt like he was making some sort of political statement about how the world is going to hell in a handbasket, yeah. um, more than more than like you should get your shit together um, kind of a thing
1: yeah yeah but, and even like when people do it in a well meaning way and you're going through that at the time you just think fuck off <laughs> <laughs> I like your positivity, but not today, Satan. Not today. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and I think in times like that, that's why when you feel like that, I always think that's a warning sign for actually, a warning sign to yourself to actually think, actually, I just do need to take a step back a minute and uh, touch the (laughs) grass. Yeah.
0: What? Yeah. Like, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should no. I, I'm like I hate the word "should." And should. Well, no, but I don't, maybe yeah. I could consider how I am feeling internally. Yeah, and I think and why yeah. I'm projecting that yeah. outwards to everyone, um, just complaining about the world to random people I meet in a store. Yeah. You know, like,
1: oh, I know. Yeah. And like when you see those people as well, you think, for God's sake! Like in the UK, I always talk about this, and so. We have a common set, like when you a greeting for people. So like if you're walking past someone, you might say, you're right. (laughs) And that's a greeting, like you're walking past, you're "You're right. And the accepted answer to said, you're right, which is you're all right. You know, which is kind of saying, are you all right? In a kind of shortened book. And the answer to that greeting is either to reply with, all right, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or say, yeah, you, and keep on walking, and it's, oh, when you walk past or I say, you're right, and they stop and say, no, you think, oh, for God's sake, this is not how this conversation That's is exactly, meant to go. <laughs> that is exactly how I feel
0: happened in that <laughs> store, where some lady and some dude are in the same aisle, and, and she's, like, yeah. being friendly and asking him a question, he's, like, well, I'm here, and the world is a piece of shit, and she's, like, holy crap, closer. <laughs> I'm just yeah. standing here with my dog, getting some dog food. I'm okay. Don't be afraid of me. I Yeah. Yeah, totally. If somebody asks you if you're, oh, you know what? It does remind me of something that I just wanted to say and wanted to mention because uh, it's funny that I'm commenting on that guy um, saying that because I am noticing that for me and a lot of other people, the last couple of years have been Mm kind of hard. And so some people are keeping more to themselves. Like I'm definitely one of them. And I know that a lot of people have been doing that. Um, And I think that it has a lot to do with like our uh, energetic, emotional ability to be around available Mm -hmm. for other people and how much we can give other people space. And so a lot of people have pulled that bubble, have pulled that in. Right. And I have pulled that in like everybody needs so much space now because things are Mm -hmm. difficult that like, it's hard enough for me to like create and provide space for my personal practice, all my kids and my family. um, That like, I don't have as much space to get other people where I did Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, five years ago, three years ago. And so, um, You know, if you are finding yourself, like me, finding yourself in a place where you're, you know, not talking to people as much, and they're not talking to you as much, to be graceful with those other people, because maybe they're just needing more space for themselves, and so I think that it's important to remember that for everybody, that maybe not everybody has enough space to give yeah. at this time. And that doesn't mean that they're mad at you, or that they're unhappy. Um, and because like, even I I was talking to somebody at school pickup and, and um, one of the parents said, Oh, I had a, I had an emotional day, one of my friends had a really big trauma. And I was like, Oh, man, and we started talking about how hard it is now um, because you want to provide space for your friends and family when they have these big events, which happens because we're continuing to live in a war in the universe, you know, we're all dying and birthing Mm -hmm. and whatever. Right. And so, um, and we (laughs) parents at pickup school (laughs) um, are sitting around having a conversation about how we have found that it is hard, you know, that we are, have, you know, providing space for people is such a mindful activity right now. Like, oh, I, my friend really needed me so I could provide that space, but now I really need to recharge. We're having that. And so I guess, um, does this have anything to do with elements? (laughs) Yes. Because working with elements is really helpful for this, for help providing space for yourself so that you can provide space for others. But my main point was just to kind of be like, hey, everybody, just remember, I, I've i been talking to some people and everyone is having, you know, trying to figure out how to create space for themselves and other people and just to be kind and uh, around that. <laughs> Don't say sorry,
1: it's lovely. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> it, just, it feels a little <laughs> off topic, but also just, I don't know, we yeah. all live in the
1: well, world. Well, you know, together, and know. I think for many people, even like I'm quite woo with like the witchy stuff I know. I like the woo. I also think like I'm quite practical and science minded as well. So I think it balanced out nicely. But I think a lot of people I know also aren't very woo. <laughs> um and so I think those types of people kind of struggle with making space because it sounds such a woo thing to do in um you know we're all so busy we all have so many constraints on our time and I think this is why it makes making space for yourself even more important and I think again elements and using the elements as a way to do that um it can be you know it needn't be really woo and witchy and out there it can be very practical um but and I think the elements are adaptable. I think the elements can be adapted to suit your individual needs. And so I think it is relevant for this conversation because I think making space is important in this time. Um, I think giving yourself time and space is quite a a radical and rebellious and anti-capitalist thing to do anyway because, you know, time is precious, time is money. The time we have away from work you know, we spend the best part of our lives working, you know. We spend the best part of each day at work for somebody else, or most of us do anyway, you know. Um, and if you're lucky enough that you might enjoy your job or it's fulfilling, great. But for many people, it's, you know, yeah, it's shit. <laughs> and so...
0: It's exhausting. people are dumping their shit onto you all the time not intentionally i didn't mean it that way but like people can't help yeah
1: and so i think you know using the elements in a practical way to help create space so for example having a ritual bath is a perfect way of using the elements in a way to create a a safe relaxing environment you know it doesn't have to be i mean like i say i make everything (laughs) work in my own life but you know the act of just relaxing in a bubble bath for an hour you know
0: yeah the act of incense or uh, you know smudging on a really emotional day like what we're talking about like trying to clean or yeah I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't always
1: have to be an elaborate ritual that's full of um symbology to this or that spirit or deity or you know
0: exactly it can be if you want and that shit is so great but it could be as simple as um like lighting a stick of incense when you walk in the house or taking a bath putting some salt you know like when you get
1: home from work and it's been a shitty day you just want to close your curtains light a few candles for me that's using the elements as well because using fire to create ambience yep. and mood to help improve your mood so these are all very practical ways that aren't necessarily um if you're not necessarily into all of the spiritual um side of it or you can still use the elements but it's... you know
0: And just thinking about how you actually use the elements every day in your own life and then reflecting on that. It's kind of amazing. Like, oh, why do I enjoy that? Or, oh, that does do things for me. Like, because we do, I know I do, run around doing stuff like ritually all day that I'm not aware
1: of. Yes, everybody does, whether, you know, they think they do or they don't. You know, if you look how it feels if you get up late, you know, if you snooze your alarm as i often do (laughs) um and i mean it doesn't matter because i get ridiculously early anyway but you know if you get up late for work and you miss your morning routine i don't know it might be you don't have time for your morning cup of tea or it just throws you off for Mm. the whole day you know so our lives are mutualized even in the ways we you might walk to work you might take a particular route for no particular reason other than you just take that route you know when there were several, I used to do it when I used to walk to work a lot. And when I used to work at the shop, I used to go a set way all the time. And in the end, it used to be a way of how I would work with the spirits of that place. You know, because I'd, I'd walk through an old park with lots of mature trees and, you know. I love that walk to work through through
0: a forest. That's a good way to Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, that sounds like a really lovely walk to work in the morning. Um, and it's funny because it does make me think about how you set your own mm-hmm. tone for the day, you know, like snoozing your alarm, not getting that ritual, like, <laughs> you know, your, your day has been set by a new energy, yes. a new tone. Yeah. And if I sound so woo-woo, I am sh- I know oh. I do. I don't even mean to. It's just like the words that come out of my mouth. I laugh at myself all the time. Uh, I can't help it. So. Yep. And I just, it, it's just the, I, but I, I love it all. Yeah. I like, you know, I think, and I'm, I want, I, it seems super obvious to me to start with elements whenever you start a practice or like whenever you decide you want to, start any practice to like kind of get in tune with elements because it's just the building and I'd be super interested to hear
1: what other people do in their work with the elements so share with us people tell us what you do
0: yeah I love I love elemental work and there's tons of books and courses like Emma said um for elemental work and um and it spans like all kinds of cultures, gen- like forever. So there's no lack of, of information out there if you're yes. interested. And you can start it with deities, with anything that you want. Um, but I definitely encourage elemental ideas coming into your brain <laughs> <laughs> going forward in life
1: i agree
0: and we'll be back when uh we feel it. Like. <laughs> what do you think Emma? sounds good to me sounds like a plan <laughs> all right bye, bye. everyone